welcome to the one in one podcast where below average podcaster chats with an above average athlete. I'm your host, Bridget Bay. My guest today is Kayla Turner, who played basketball at the University of Notre Dame from 2009 to 2013 and went to three straight Final Fours. Kayla, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Great I'm doing pretty well. Me. How are you? Good. I'm good. You know, just in, uh, enjoying this warm weather in Detroit, trying to uh, have as the best summer I can possible in quarantine. <laughs> yes, it's been tough, but uh, glad you're making the best of it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. How are you? Pretty good. Can't complain too much. <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear that. Nice. So, Kayla, you grew up in Joliet, Illinois, which is what, about an hour outside Chicago? Yeah, about so. Yep. It's about an hour, hour southwest. Yep. All right. Nice. So, are you a Chicago sports fan? I am. You know, unfortunately, um, over the past uh, four or five years, Chicago. Uh, basketball and football has been pretty frustrating, but uh, I am a diehard, so I'm a diehard Bulls fan, Bears fan, and, and Cubs fan. So obviously the Blackhawks can't can't forget the Blackhawks as well. So uh, Chicago Sky, um, obviously uh, Allie Quigley is actually from Joliet, Illinois, uh, so I know her and her sister uh, relatively well. So um, yeah, so a lot of good teams to root for, although it has been a little bit frustrating uh, with the Bulls and the Bears, but yeah. I can't feel too bad for you, though, because, like, you had Michael Jordan in the 90s with the Bulls. I, I really can't feel bad. I'm sorry. I know. I know. That's what people say. But you got to bring it back now. There's, there's some time has passed. It's time to uh, get some trophies back, in the, back at the United Center for basketball. <laughs> now, with Allie Quigley, I know she's older than you, but how much older is she than you? Like, did you guys ever play together? No, we didn't play together. Allie's had probably uh, probably about three or probably about three years older than me, I, I believe. I honestly can't remember. Um, Sam, I think her sister, Sam, I know Sam better than Allie. Allie, uh, I would say a little bit more older, like I said, a little bit older, excuse me. Um, so Sam, I believe, was a, is about two years, two or three years older than me. So Allie has to be about four or five years older than me, actually. So, uh, But, yeah, they, they grew up in Joliet as well. Uh, we all went to the same grade school, actually. So, um, yeah, so I know the, I know the Quigley's relatively well. Oh, nice. I, I guess I always thought Sam was the older one. I don't know why I thought that, but interesting. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Allie's older. Allie's older. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. So are you also a big Chicago food fan? You know, I'm a foodie in general, so any <laughs> city I, I'm in, I try, to get, uh, I try to get the best food possible. I'm not a deep dish fan, which may be surprising. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit of a... Uh, uh, a, a thin crust fan, but I am a bit of, I am a foodie for sure. <laughs> yeah, thin crust pizza is the best, but anytime in Chicago, I have to get deep dish just because, you know, I'm being a tourist. It's a touristy thing to oh, do. Oh, God, yeah. You have to try it. You got to, you have to experience the deep dish. I mean, you got to, you got to do what, what, what it does. You got to, you got to do whatever is uh, popular in the city you're in for sure. You got to at least try it. Absolutely. And you'll love this. The first time I ever had deep dish pizza, it was Chicago in 2012, January 2012. And um, I was in Chicago with my dad. And then the next day we were driving out to South Bend to see you guys, Notre Dame, play UConn. And that was, I believe, the opening game in the Big East that year. And you guys uh, took them to overtime and beat them. Great game. Great trip. Awesome. Awesome. Great memories. Great memories. I'm happy to hear that. You remember that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'll never forget it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah my brother actually lives outside chicago he says portillo's is the place to go they have the best chocolate cake oh portillo's for sure oh god yeah they're known for 
a lot of different things. They're they're really their hot dogs though. Their hot dogs, their Italian beef. I'm, I love their cheeseburgers, but yeah, the chocolate cake is is the infamous. That's for sure. Do you know the secret ingredient? I think it's mayonnaise. Yeah, actually. which sounds disgusting. Yeah, and, I'm not a, and I'm not a mayonnaise fan. Me so neither. But thanks, Bridget. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I, you know, <laughs> he said it sounds disgusting, but because the mayonnaise makes it so moist, it's like delicious. Yep, yep, yep. That is the secret ingredient. Yep, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about Chicago all day. It's my favorite city, but let's move on. Do you have any siblings, Kayla, or are you an only child? I do. I have two brothers. So I have an older brother. Um, and a younger brother, yep, uh, and then two nephews who I feel like are kind of my children as well, but um, yeah, two brothers, yep. <laughs> nice, nice. It's the best to be an aunt. I love it. Yes, no, that's true. You can pick them up, play with them, feed them, and then drop them right off after. It's great. Yeah, when they cry, you just give them back to their parents. <laughs> <laughs> I've got five yeah. nephews and one niece, so I, I know what that's like. Oh, yeah, yep, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but just <laughs> In terms of siblings, yeah, just two brothers uh, for me. Nice, nice. So how did you get into basketball? Um, it, I, I got into it at a very, very early age. Uh, my dad actually um, has coached basketball for a very long time uh, in Joliet and in and, and various uh, other cities as well. Um, so he was coaching at the time um, at a – I think he was coaching at a grade school when I got old enough. Uh, which, uh, junior high, I'm sorry, which is uh, Washington Junior High, um, which was back then uh, was, was known for having just really talented basketball players. Uh, so um, I grew up in a gym <laughs> all the time, uh, just watching my dad coach. And, you know, I was that kid that wanted to be the ball girl, wanted to give the water bottle to the team. Um, so I was always around basketball from a very, very early age and uh, just, just developed a true love for the game. That's awesome. Now, did you play any other sports growing up or just basketball? Uh, mainly basketball. So I started in kindergarten playing at the YMCA where I was probably, probably looked a bit about a mixture between lacrosse, uh, football, without, you know, I was probably traveling and, and just running with the ball in my hand, not dribbling. So I <laughs> uh, definitely started in kindergarten at the YMCA. Um, I did play a little bit of volleyball just for fun in grade school because, you know, some of my friends played it, but, um, it's always been basketball number one, for sure. Nice. And did you play AAU as well? Yeah, AAU is the best. You know, people say that's the best basketball you ever play just because it's so, uh, it's, it, there's not a lot of stress that comes with it. It's almost like you're playing pickup, you know, and especially nowadays, too, if you watch some of these uh, these AAU games now. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I loved AAU. I played it. I, I think I started playing AAU probably around 7th. I think I kind of started AU. I think a little bit later than than uh, no. Actually, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I uh, I'm I'm actually wrong at that. I did start. I probably started around. I don't even know. God, that was so long ago. I had to start in like fifth grade, probably. I, I was I would think. Okay, uh, yeah, that's pretty yeah, early. Relatively young. Yeah, yeah, relatively young. Yep. Nice. And AAU is so important for recruiting. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's an amazing feeling when you get your first. Um, you get your first college letter that's a, an unofficial letter letting them know that they saw you play, that they're interested in you. Um, I remember my first letter. I was I probably was in seventh or eighth grade, and it was from University of Illinois, and I was so, God, I couldn't believe that I had gotten a letter from a college, you know, a college uh, school. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, it's an incredible feeling. It's a great way to, obviously, gain exposure 
Um, I didn't play for a huge like team that was sponsored by Nike or Adidas. You know, it was a, it was a small town team that um, mostly all I think like 90% of the team actually played for the high school that I went to as I got older. So, um, so it was, a, it was a real family atmosphere. It helped me develop a lot of relationships with my high school teammates in the summer um, as well. So it, it, was, it was nice. Wow, seventh grade, you're getting a recruiting letter to a, from a Big Ten conference team. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, at the time, I mean, at the time, you know, looking back on it now, I mean, looking back, and I'm sure you talked to a lot of these basketball players, especially you played Division One. I, I mean, I would be surprised if they didn't get a, a, a letter um, pretty early on. Uh, they, they tend to, uh, these, college, these college campuses tend to send out letters pretty early. Uh, but it was just really cool, you know, to get that, you know, that feeling. I definitely taped it on my wall. Um, and I'm, my mom actually still has all my letters, but especially that one. That one, that one uh, was very special to me. That's awesome. Yeah, with like the seventh grade thing, sending it so early. Obviously, a lot of these people end up getting better and better, but a lot of kids also like plateau in seventh grade, and that's kind of the best they've got. That was a situation for me. I think like sixth grade was my uh, was my peak. So if anyone had sent me a letter, they would be like gravely disappointed once I got into high school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine that probably happens a ton, uh, but I think it's a great idea. I mean, uh, for for these college campuses to to recruit young um, and and really stay in touch with the kids, and you know, as time you know as they get older, they start going to their camps. You know, I went to University of Illinois camp. I went to I love Doug Bruno. Um, I have a lot of respect for Doug Bruno. I went to uh, DePaul camps as a kid, um, his overnight camps, his day camps. Um, so uh, I think it's important that the, uh, the college campuses really start building that relationship and really try understanding that player from a young age. Um, uh, I think it's pretty cool. I think Skylar Diggins story is really cool with, I know coach McGraw recruited her from a very young age and, you know, they're extremely close and she knows her family and whatnot. So, um, I think it just builds that relationship. It's a, it's a good, it's a good leg up as well for, for a lot of these schools. Yeah, Absolutely. Now, you mentioned you played AAU with a lot of your high school team. In high school, you attended Marion Catholic. Ironically, isn't Correct. there a Marion, like, right by Notre Dame? There is, yeah. Not, no affiliation, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> is another Marion um, uh, in, in South Bend, yeah, pretty close to Notre Dame. But, yeah, I went to Marion Catholic, um, uh, boys and girls Catholic school in Chicago Heights. Um, great, great school, known for uh, its academics. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's always one of the top, top-ranked schools academically and um, athletically. They're, they're super competitive as well. And, you know, they have great numerous players that have gone through Marion Catholic for men and women's basketball team, um, along with football and baseball and various other sports. So it was a, uh, a bit of a hike, uh, you know, from where I live, but um, it, was, it was the best opportunity for me, for sure, to, to play there. What was the commute? How long was it? Um, we ended up having to move, but in the beginning, it was about an hour. It was oh, really wow. far. Uh, we had to move, um, you know, just, you know, for, for legal reasons and, and whatnot. So, um, so it ended up only being about 20 to 30 minute commute after that. But that first, you know, few halls, I can't remember how long we lived an hour away, but that was, I was getting up pretty early uh, to, to get to class. So, um, but yeah, lo- love that school. Great, great school. Great, great high school. I say you had a great basketball career there. You're a four-year starter. You scored over a thousand points. You were two-time All-State, three-time All-Area, and three-time All-Conference. And your overall record was 105 and 25. And you guys would make pretty deep postseason runs. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was really competitive. Um, like I said, they were they were known for both academics and and, and their sports. So 
um, and their athletics. So uh, it was super competitive. I mean, we played for a great conference. I mean, I, I played against Fenwick, Boo, Deverell Peters, um, <laughs> played against Whitney Young, um, uh, uh, a lot of different high-profile basketball schools. Uh, so it was a lot of fun, and it, it, uh, it helped me grow as a player. I mean, Chicago is a really competitive basketball landscape so um, for both men and women. So it, 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 it's really a privilege to be able to, to compete not only AAU around the country, but also for a high school career being very competitive as well. I don't think a lot of people get that. So it was a really good experience overall. That's awesome. Yeah, you mentioned playing Fenwick. What was it like playing your former, or no, I'm sorry, playing your future teammate, Deborah Peters? Obviously, you probably didn't know you were going to end up being her teammate at the time. No, honestly, I probably would have, you know, you know, I, Dev is, uh, let me, let me, I probably wouldn't even have gone there if I knew Dev was there. You know, she was such a, uh, an enemy of mine, you know, Fenwick, <laughs> uh, you know, but no, in, in all seriousness, so, um, you know, I uh, played against Dev a ton in high school. Um, and then found out that, you know, on my visit, obviously, I, I already knew she was a player there. So um, she's, you know, one of the most down-to-earth people uh, that I know. Um, really great personality, phenomenal player, uh, one of the best players that I've been around um, as well. So uh, it was awesome. You know, it was a little uh, – people probably think it was weird, but it, it wasn't at all. Steph was a, is already a couple years older than me, so it wasn't like, you know, um, it was any rivalry in terms of, like, you know, we weren't a part of the same class or anything. So – um, and she welcomed me with open arms, as she should, you know, because, you know, <laughs> we were the better school. So. Yeah, <laughs> it makes yeah. Yeah, Deb Peters is doing pretty well. She's got her own, like, media gig going on. She's really rocking it. Listen, Deb, I tell you, is, uh, is just super talented. Uh, media is her lane. Uh, and I'm really – she's already done great things, but I'm really excited to see her, you know, take it to the next level. She's uh, – yeah, she's great. Yeah, unfortunately, injuries kind of plagued her WNBA career. She had a great bunch of seasons, but then I think injuries kind of with the WNBA, it's so hard to make a roster spot, but it seems like she's really found her niche. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was great seeing her out there. I think she did um, a phenomenal job when she was in the league, especially with the Lynx. I think she was, uh, I think she was vital to that, the championship that they won uh, during that year. And, uh, uh, yeah, she's uh, – She's great, honestly, and I think that, you know, everything happens for a reason, um, and she is, yeah, she's going she's gonna to take the media industry by storm, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually had another Fenwick player on the podcast, Trisha Liston, who you went up against in high school and college, because she was a Duke standout. Oh, yes, yes, yep, definitely. Trisha Liston was a great player, a great college player as well. I haven't kept up with, um, you know, what she's doing now, if she's still in the league or not, but um, great, yeah, great player. She was a great player as well. Yeah, she had a a, back, a couple back injuries. She played in the WNBA for a few years and then kind of retired. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I wish the best for her. I, I didn't know that, but, yeah, I, I wish the best for her for sure. Nice. So what was that recruiting process like for you? What other schools were interested? Obviously, Illinois sent you a, a, a letter when you were in seventh grade, but who else was there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there was a lot of Big Ten schools, actually. You know, Big, big East schools as well. Um, um, God, this feels like so long ago. This is hilarious. But uh, University of Pittsburgh, you know, was in the conversation. Uh, Purdue, um, Michigan State, Wisconsin, a lot of Big Ten schools. And um, honestly, I was actually – and I hated the recruiting process in general. I just it, – it just as a, as a high school kid going into a college campus, everyone thinks, oh, that's probably really fun. But, I mean, you're with your parents. You're uh, – I was, I was, you know, I'm, I'm relatively shy if I don't know you. So – 
um, it was it was a bit weird to just be you know taking these tours and uh, you know with with my with my parents and whatnot. I really didn't enjoy it. Um, so it was uh, it was a great it was just a, a great feeling for me to go to Notre Dame for that visit um, because I just felt it was it was seamless. I felt at home. I felt like I'd known those people forever. Um, so it was just it was just a natural chemistry that I had with the coaching staff uh, and the players. So. That's awesome. Yeah, kind of once you know, you know type situation. Yeah, one one thousand. I honestly didn't. I think I had. I think I. I didn't like. I said I didn't like going on visits. I think my parents were like, "Hey, choose five visits." I think Vanderbilt was one of them as well. Um, it's just so funny, uh, just because I know it's, it's a bit of a rivalry, you know, in, in various sports for Notre Dame. But uh, Purdue was actually my next visit after Notre Dame. Um, and I didn't even make it to Purdue because I was like, hey, this is the school I'm going to. Uh, my parents <laughs> kind of made that decision for me, too, but I was, uh, I, w- I was in agreement. You know, they, they made me go to the Notre Dame visit. I didn't even know Notre Dame was in Indiana. Um, <laughs> I, I, I went to, I've gone to Catholic schools my entire life, so I knew about Notre Dame, the Irish, but had never been to the campus, didn't know it was in Indiana, didn't really know much about the, the women's basketball team before they recruited me. Um, I knew obviously their football was huge, uh, but I didn't know a ton about Notre Dame before the visit, and uh, uh, so everything just worked out. It was it was natural chemistry for sure. Yeah, the basketball program around that time was good. Like they were probably in the top twenty-five, but they weren't making it like huge runs in the tournament. We're gonna get into it when you got there. That's kind of when things changed. Yeah, yeah, no, a- absolutely. I mean, obviously they won the uh, you know the uh, the national championship with with Neil Ivy mm. and. You know, it was in Ruth and, you know, uh, but I was so young at that time. You know, I, I, I remember, you know, at, at that age, you're not really following. I didn't follow basketball like I do now. So mm-hmm. I knew the big names. Like Candace Parker was, you know, it's from Illinois. So I was watching her in high school. So she was huge for me. Um, I, I remember, um, you know, being uh, a huge Diana Taurasi fan at the time. I mean, who wasn't if you weren't a young, a young girl playing basketball? I mean, yeah. you had to love Diana Taurasi. So um, I, I, I wasn't a, such a big basketball nerd of watching every game I was more so just watching the major big players at that time so uh, so yeah I didn't know a ton about it and then yeah uh, the rest of history once uh, once once some of some all-stars and uh, some uh, some Olympic gold uh, medal medal winners uh, got on the roster uh, yeah Notre Dame trajectory changed pretty quickly <laughs> for sure I just love to know real quick because you had mentioned going to DePaul's camps was DePaul recruiting you because you're the type of player that they would want yeah, they yeah, Doug yeah, Doug Bruno is uh yeah. I my family has known uh, him and you know, been been uh, uh watching the program pretty closely from a young age. Um it was just one of those instances where Doug um actually I don't I don't even know if I've ever said this to anybody out loud, but Doug uh told my dad that um um I'm gonna go to a big school at that time. So he's like, I'm not even gonna he he told him he wasn't gonna recruit me, which is weird because he he, he had Allie Quigley, he had, you know, I mean Sam and you know, a lot of other various, you know, great players. Uh, but, but yeah, he didn't recruit me heavily. And then I ended up, you know, he, he told me that at a young age. So I ended up going to a, uh, a pretty obviously big school at Notre Dame. So it, it all worked out. So. Yeah, but DePaul's a good program. It might not be a huge school, but it's a good basketball program. And you definitely fit that mold of the player they want, someone that can run up and down the court and hit threes. Yeah, it's a, listen, I, I, like, I, like I said, he had – Way better players than me. I mean, yeah, Allie Quigley, for Christ's sake. So, uh, but yeah, 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 for whatever reason, yeah, just, uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, he had different plans, and that's fine. Like I said, I have a lot of respect for him, and, uh, you know, Muffin McGraw is the, you know, 
the, the, the Hall of Fame GOAT, you know, greatest of all time in my, in my opinion. So um, it, it, it couldn't work out better for me. Nice, nice. Yeah, you're actually in the same recruiting class as Skylar Diggins. Was that hard for you? Because there was so much excitement centered around Skylar coming in because she was a hometown kid. Did it ever feel like you were kind of like the forgotten one? Who's, who's Skylar Diggins? <laughs> nah. No, uh, no, absolutely not. There was never any... Uh, there was never any any sense of that, you know. I I, I pretty I, I knew that going in. I mean, I've watched. Um, I actually went to one of Skylar's games. We were in the same tournament. Um, I can't remember what tournament it was, but somewhere in Illinois. Uh, and I actually stayed to watch her game. She was playing. I think she was playing right. At, I think she was playing after me. I think she had the late game. Um, so my dad and I stayed and I watched her play. And you know, she was you know very tenacious and like you know was a was a natural leader. Um, and we talked after the game and hit it off pretty quickly. I mean, we were both, you know, very young coming into a college campus for our first time, obviously, you know, being college kids as freshmen, being very young and hungry. And um, I think that Skylar is, is very humble, you know, and she never, uh, she never let the attention get any bigger than her. And I think we just had a very genuine relationship off the bat. So I never, I never felt like um, I, I never felt any of that animosity or anything, anything towards her or, or, or the program, honestly. That's great. Yeah, because it was just a two-person class. It was just you and her, right? Yep, yep, correct, correct. It was just us, uh, <laughs> yeah, which, was, which I think is a bit of an anomaly, honestly. But, um, but yeah, it, it was just us, too. Do you still keep in touch with her today? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, not as, uh, you know, I, I try to... Uh, I try to reach out to my teammates, you know, every once in a while. Um, I probably talk to I, – I definitely text her, you know, congrats. And, you know, you can only send – I mean, I, if I sent her a congrats for everything she does, I would be texting her 20 times a day. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we definitely keep in touch. Um, we, we're pretty – we all pretty much keep in touch in some capacity. I mean, we're all living in different states, you know, living our own lives. She's a mom now, you know, so obviously very busy and in the bubble. Uh, but, yeah, we definitely definitely keep in contact every once in a while. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool now to see her play with Brianna Turner. They weren't at Notre Dame at the same time, but to see them play in the WBA right now together is pretty cool. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's awesome. Honestly, seeing her play with Diana Taurasi, and you know, I remember hearing the news, and, and definitely uh, you know spoke with her about that. You know, uh, about playing with Diana, and you know, playing with um, uh, BG as well. Um, yeah, they're gonna have a phenomenal season, and uh, you know, it's, it's a family at Notre Dame. You know, so I know they're all. Um, you know, there's a ton of Notre Dame alumni, alumnus now uh, in the league, and I know they're all, uh, they all definitely support each other. Um, uh, I think that's uh, it's a good thing about Notre Dame, you know. It's, it's always, it's, it's a big family, you know, and it transcends past, past graduation, so. It's great to hear that it's a family atmosphere. So your freshman year, 2010, Notre Dame was stacked, specifically at the guard position, which is what you play. There was Skyler, there was Melissa Lechtner, there was Lindsey Schrader. Ashley Barlow, Brittany Mallory, Natalie Novosel. So minutes were really hard to come by. I'm just wondering, did you and Muffin McGraw ever discuss you potentially redshirting your freshman season? Not not due to your talent, but just due to how many upperclassmen there were. You know what? I don't. I honestly don't think we ever went in length about that conversation. I'm sure it was it was discussed at that time, uh, but I was just very uh, very focused on you know adding value whenever I could, whenever I could get any minutes, uh, definitely trying to add value, whether that be just taking care of the ball in general, um, you know, not turning it over, making the right play, 
um, making sure, you know, that, you know, I was always ready to shoot um, at that time. So uh, I'm sure it was brought up, um, you know, when we discussed it briefly, but um, never, never in-depthly. And um, honestly, I have, I have no regrets from it. You know, I think I grew a lot from it, uh, grew a lot mentally, obviously physically going up against that talent every day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I think it was tremendous for me. Great. Yeah, Notre Dame had a really good season. I've actually said this before when I had Brittany Mallory on the podcast. I thought you guys should have been a little bit better with the lineup you had. You obviously get to the Sweet 16, which is great. I don't know. And also, I'm saying this as someone who was sitting on the couch watching the game, so you can tell me to go screw myself because it's kind of rude of me to say. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, and I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but you're talking about my freshman year. Um, yes. Yeah, um, honestly, we had a phenomenal team, and um, I think that, um, you know, we were also very young in terms of the stars that emerged. Um, um, I think they kind of changed the way Notre Dame played. Um, you know, Lindsey Schrader, Melissa Leckla, I mean, they were fantastic. It was a fantastic team. I learned a ton from those seniors. Uh, but I think even now, the way Enrique and, and Marino just played, you know, a few years back, I mean, it's just the style of Notre Dame evolved with time. Um, and I think that's a testament to the coaching staff, um, a testament to them really catering um, the plays and, and, and everything around the type of people, type of players that they have and just letting them play to a certain extent. So um, I think it just evolved over time. You know, as, as you've seen, just Notre Dame has just gotten better and better, um, you know, since, you know, you know, before the, the, the Neil and, and Ruth championship, you know, before that, you know, with Beth even, and then even beyond, you know, beyond Skyler and I uh, with Enrique and Marina. So, um, and Brianna Turner, and I mean, there's literally everybody. So, there's so many names. I know, uh, right? Names. Uh, I mean, the, the, the program just gets better and better, um, and I think that's what makes that campus really special. Absolutely. Your sophomore year, 2011, I'd love to know your thoughts going into the season because a lot of people, I feel like, kind of wrote Notre Dame off. You guys had lost a lot of people due to graduation from that 2010 team, and like, I feel like in the beginning of the season, you had hit a few bumpy, you know, you hit a few rocks in the road. Obviously, by the time Big East play came in, you guys were really good. Yeah, I think, again, I think that's just the development uh, of the players, the dedication of the players. Um, I mean, you know, Skylar really, you know, coming to her own after, you know, having a freshman freshman year where she was playing, you know, with Leck Leitner. And, um, you know, this was really, I feel like her sophomore, this was her team. You know, she was a starting point guard. Uh, uh, coming into her own, you know, Devereaux, obviously, um, Natalie, you know, everybody, I think everyone just matured, came into their own, and really took that chip uh, on their shoulders, and really understood, like, where the program could go, you know, I think everyone was pretty focused, and ready to go, you know, we got a little taste, you know, we were, we were young, we got a little taste of, uh, you know, getting, getting to the Sweet 16, and I think we all wanted more, the coaching staff wanted more, and, and knew we could do it, so, um, yeah, I think that mindset was really important. Yeah, you guys were playing your best basketball when it counts in the NCAA tournament. That run must be so special to you because that's really the first Notre Dame run. I mean, since 2001, right? Like, but that was the first run where everything kind of changed. Yeah, it was special. I mean, it was in Indianapolis. Um, so, we, I mean, it felt like we were playing at home. Um, it was um, bright light, you know. It was the most fans that I I played, it, played uh, you know, played in attendance for sure. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was just a lot of excitement, a lot of, um, you know, I think we really felt the love, you know, from South Bend and, you know, from Indiana in general. I mean, I feel like the state really came out and supported us. And, um, yeah, it was just, it's definitely an unforgettable feeling, your first 
trip to the Final Four. Um, you know, it's, it's a bit it's a bit surreal um, to be on that floor after watching it so many years. You know, watching year after year um, men and women's Final Fours, and, and you know, you know, wondering what that feeling felt like. And uh, yeah, it was an unbelievable experience for sure. And even before you got to the Final Four, you avenged your loss to Oklahoma, who you had lost to the previous year in the Sweet 16. You beat Tennessee, who was the one seed in your bracket, who everyone kind of thought, like, okay, Tennessee's going to make the Final Four, they're going to play UConn and that rivalry. But, I, I mean, I give myself a lot of credit. When I saw the bracket, I thought, okay, this is very favorable to Notre Dame. They really match up well with Tennessee and can really beat them, which you did. Yeah, but if my memory, you know, uh, serves me right, I think Brittany Mallory, like, was on fire uh, during Tennessee that game. Um, I think she had, I think she had her, her highest three-point, uh, three points made that game, I think. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, and then obviously beating UConn in the Final Four and playing Texas A&M in the championship. Um, yeah, it was, it was great, you know. And me, still very uh, bright-eyed, you know, at that time. I didn't get a ton of time, so – uh, yeah, just, just being in that atmosphere and, you know, being able to help when, when I could um, and, and cheer on my teammates was, uh, was, 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 was great. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And when you guys beat UConn, I mean, you guys had been, that was the fourth time you had played them that season. You were 0-3. Some games were close. Some games weren't. You were playing in Indianapolis. You had the home crowd behind you. How sick were you of losing to those guys, were you? Um, you know, I think it was um... – Everyone was pretty sick of it. First, let me answer that question first. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it's just about, like I said, that mindset of knowing we could do it. Um, you know, we felt like even the games that we had lost against them that we didn't play our best at times. You know, we definitely had spurts of, you know, playing, you know, at the level that we knew we could. And um, it's just all about belief, honestly. You know, believing that you can win, believing in, the, in your teammates. Um, I think that's something, again, uh, that Notre Dame just, um, has a way, Coach McGraw has a way of instilling, instilling that, you know, that belief and that sisterhood. Um, and I think, I think that's, you know, that's, that's really important when you're in a pressure situation in the Final Four going up against Maya my, my Moore's team. I mean, if you don't band together and, and believe in one, in one another, it's going to be a long night for you. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's how that goes. Yeah, you guys took it to him. You end Maya Moore's career. With COVID going on, I'm sure you've seen like ESPN2, ESPNU is playing a lot of games like classic games and they played a lot of the 2012 game but they never played the 2011 final four game and like that's one of my favorite games and i've been like dying to watch it and they haven't put it on <laughs> yeah like, i don't know we gotta talk to you we all have dev do it dev has all the, the media connections we gotta talk to her right yeah i mean 2012 <laughs> i'm like sick of that game because it's been on espn so much and i never thought i'd say that it was a great <laughs> overtime win <laughs> Yeah, phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal game. Great memories, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So getting to 2012, so your junior year, Notre Dame is one of the best teams in America. You guys have several battles with UConn, most wins for you guys. You guys really run through the competition getting to the Final Four that year. But in the Elite Eight against Maryland, some of the so-called experts had picked Maryland to beat you. How disrespected did you guys feel? You know, I think that... Um... Really, my sophomore through senior year, uh, you know, I think we just always had a chip on our shoulders. Like, every year, you know, regardless of what the media said, we always, you know, everyone was going to give us our best, their best game every night, mm -hmm. and we knew that. Um, you know, for some reason, you know, um, 
people felt like we were, you know, the sweet Notre Dame team, which weren't going to get dirty. We weren't, you know, we're the, you know, we're the Catholic school. Um, so they kind of, I, I think that they, they really thought that they could beat us and they, that show, you know, that confidence, that trash talk, that, you know, they really, get, they really brought it every time they played us. And I think we just got used to that. We expected it, you know, we wanted to, we wanted to beat everybody very badly. <laughs> um, so uh, that was our mindset. You know, we were always the underdogs, you know, even my senior year, I felt like we always felt that way, you know, and played that way. Um, and the coaches felt that way too. I mean, you know, the way they uh, motivated us, you know, you know, Niel was, you know, she was my direct coach with, the, you know, she coaches the guards and uh, there was always a, a chip on our shoulder, you know, the way that, you know, um, and, and that really drove us, honestly. Yeah. You go out, destroy Maryland that game. It was never close. So for the second year in a row, you're in the final four, you're playing UConn in the semifinals, this time in Denver, an instant classic, overtime win. Tell me about that game. Yeah, it was really intense. You know, the Denver Final Four was intense in general, just with the high altitude and getting used to that. And then um, it was just uh, definitely an adjustment. Uh, but at the same time, you have so much adrenaline out there. Um, you know, we were, like I said, we were ready. You know, we, um, we didn't, you know, we thought we, we had one in Indianapolis. We thought we really, uh, you know, could have got that game and, and beat Texas A&M. We fell short, and we were, we were ready. You know, we felt like that championship was ours. Um, um, and we knew uh, at that point, I mean, we ended up playing UConn, I think, every year, you know, for three years straight, four times a year. So, um, you know, we, we knew their game. They knew our game really well. So uh, we knew it was going to be a battle. But, you know, we, we had our eye on the prize, you know, which was the championship, uh, getting to the championship game. So, so yeah, we knew it was going to be a battle. And, uh, yeah, they, they pulled it off. They pulled it off. Yeah, uh, such a fun game to watch. I regret saying I was sick of that game. It's so good. <laughs> They haven't played the Final Four in Denver since then. I wonder if, like, all the huffing and puffing that was going on, they're like, all right, one and done with this with this town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I have uh, – you wonder why the uh, – I mean, the Denver Nuggets have such a great home home record. It's like, geez, playing in Denver is like – that altitude is no joke, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, where they absolutely. train for the Olympics, right? Because you're going into different countries yeah. and the altitude's different. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's definitely uh, don't underestimate it. That's for sure. You do get to the championship game. Unfortunately, you lose to Baylor, who had Brittany Griner, who was just out of her mind that year. Such a good player. How hard is that losing the championship two years in a row? Yeah, it's hard, Bridget. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, bringing up bad memories. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely, definitely difficult. Uh, I I remember if I my memory is correct, you know. Uh, um, it's accurate. You know, I know Dev got into some foul trouble pretty early. Uh, we had a, we actually, I think we came out pretty well that game. Um, you know, Dev got in a little bit of foul trouble, um, you know, had to sit, you know, she was guarding Brittany pretty well, you know, playing pretty well. Um, and then, yeah, we just couldn't come out with the win, but definitely frustrating. Um, you know, we, we definitely, again, like I said, after losing in, in Indianapolis, we were definitely focused and, and wanted to get that shift that next year. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely frustrating, and, and again, it, it just drove us, you know, to, to want it even more the next year. So, but in order to lose two in a row, you had to get to t- two in a row. So I hope you guys always remember that. Like you were one of the last teams standing, and you should be very proud of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you, thank you. We still want that championship, but thank you. Of and course. and you know, just just for me to throw that out there, um, you know, just just to, to go back to Notre Dame being a family. Um, 
the girls were just so great about that championship. Um, you know, Rike Marina, uh, you know, Brianna Turner, that whole group, uh, Jessica Shepard. Um, you know, it, it, everyone was just so proud of them and, and so happy for the coaches because, you know, like I said, Notre Dame just continued to evolve year over year. Um, so to see coach, the co- coach and, you know, the rest of the coaching staff and everyone that's involved, you know, Ann Marquez, you know, our trainers, our nutritionists, you know, um, everybody, you know, just the school having our backs. Um, it was just great to see the girls get that championship. Um, it brought tears to my eyes. I was so happy for them and so happy for our school, um, um, you know, because that's really important. And they just embraced. I mean, there were so many alumni that came back for that championship game. It was, I think it was Easter weekend. I wasn't able to be there. Uh, but oh, come on. That's an easy trip for you. That's in the Midwest. Def- Columbus. Definitely, yeah, no. definitely, definitely was in tune on the TV and texting the coaches, you know, and every, you know, congratulations and everything. And um, it was just, it felt like a family win. You know, it felt like everybody won at that time. And it was really, really, really special. Of course. Oh, I will never forget that Easter because I'm not particularly yeah, religious a... and we don't really like we celebrate. We were at my cousin's house, but like it's not a big deal. By six o'clock, I was like, we're, we're getting home by six. We're getting home like well before six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that man, what a what a ride. What a final four. That was unbelievable. unbelievable. Uh, that second quarter <laughs> took about 10 years off my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought I was going to go blind. I was sitting so close to the TV at one point. But, oh, yeah. gosh. Great, great. Yeah, very, very proud. Very proud. Very proud. Ugh. And the UConn game before that. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Oh, man. What a, yeah. Just a, yeah. What a great, even, you know, I just, I just uh, like I said before, uh, I just love the way Notre Dame has, has, has played, you know. They just, they just were so loose and, and just confident and had each other's backs and just, um, like I said, Notre Dame just continues to evolve. The players, you know, the, the, the playing style in terms of playing hard, playing defense, playing to win never changes. Uh, but that, you know, that swag never changes. Uh, but but the, the kids are just, you know, they're just getting better and better. So it's, it's really good to see and, and speaks to the development, of, you know, that the coaching staff is able to provide. Absolutely. So now your senior year in 2013, it's both a great season for you, but also a challenging season for you because you're, you're starting several games, but you also had to miss several games due to injuries. So your first injury, it was a knee injury, right? And ended up, it ended up being a deep bone bruise, which is obviously better than like a torn ligament. So painful. Yeah, it was a knee, it was a knee injury. Uh, I actually didn't even play that much that game. And coach put me in towards the end of the game. Um, I think we were beating Louisville. Um, I think we were we had a pretty good lead on them. He put me in the second half. Um, I went up for a three and came down, I think, on her foot, or I came down wrong on my own foot. Um, and uh, as I was coming down from the three, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and just tweaked my knee a little bit. So it was a, a bit of a scare, uh, for sure. Yeah, did you fear the worst that it was like an ACL tear? I honestly can't tell you what I was thinking at that time, but I know I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. Uh, and I know I was, I was hoping, you know, it being my senior year, um, I really wanted to make the most of it. Um, and and uh, so, yeah, it was definitely, I was definitely happy to hear that it wasn't anything serious that was going to take me out. But then, uh, yeah, shortly after, or not, maybe not shortly after, because I don't remember um, the time in between, but I definitely ended up tearing my elbow. So that was, uh, that was an interesting injury for sure. Yeah, that that was a pretty bad injury for you. It happened against Villanova. Can you kind of describe what happened? Yeah, so I was, um, you know, Villanova was always that team that um, you, you definitely dreaded playing late uh, in the year, you know, right before the Big East tournament. They were a very disciplined team. 
Um, you know, a lot of respect for, you know, the coaching staff there. Um, very disciplined team. Uh, you knew they were going to run that shot clock out, run their, you know, run their <laughs> offense. Um, and so uh, you definitely had to stay pretty disciplined. So, um, you know, it was a, I think it was a, a pretty tough first half for us. We kind of didn't get really in a rhythm. Um, second half, you know, we caught our stride, came out strong, um, went on a bit of a run. Um, and then I know I was going for a loose ball towards their bench. Um, so I was diving for a loose ball, you know, with my arm out, and I landed on my arm. Oof. And I thought I dis- – it felt like I dislocated my elbow, to be honest with you. Um, and so I couldn't bend it, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, it was straight, and I couldn't bend it at all. Um, and so I was like, hey, I think I dislocated my elbow. But at the same time, um, you know, my playing time was a little bit, you know, up and down, um, you know, just with, you know, my, my play and everything. And so I was just back into a solid rotation. You know, I didn't want to come, you know, I didn't want to come out, um, but I had to come out for a short time. I'm like, do whatever you got to do, wrap this thing up or do whatever you got to do to get me back in the game. Um, and then, yeah, we did that. And then, um, yeah, I ended up uh, tearing my UCL and flexor tendon. So um, I had to get Tommy John surgery. So that was a bit of a very interesting time to go through, that's for sure. You don't hear the words Tommy John surgery and basketball go together a lot. It's more uh, baseball. So that's that's a very unique surgery to have as a basketball player. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of the joke of the, uh, the medical offices and you know the you know that I was in getting my X-rays and you know it was just like it was such a I don't think it had ever actually happened to an NCAA you know basketball player. So it was very interesting. Um, again, testament you know the doctors at Notre Dame, you know our, our training staff, uh, Ann Marquez and and uh, you know Craig Peek and you know really really uh, getting me back to where I needed to be um, in order to be back on the floor because. You know, at that time, you know, when I found out what happened, I thought I was done, you know. And, you know, I remember Coach McGraw texting me and, um, and you know, just, you know, and, and the next day, you know, it's, just, it's so her. Uh, she's like, hey, when are you going to be back? And it was literally like I had just gotten to a cast and, you know. But that's, that's her. Like, she knew, you know, that was, that was what I needed to hear, that, you know, hey, we want you, we need you back, you know. So, like, you know, do what you got to do to get back and, you know, be do it safely, obviously. You know, I would never – she would never put me in any type of jeopardy, you know, but um, it was not. a thing that I did to keep, to keep the therapy going and, and mentally, you know, as, as, you know, any athlete would tell you, um, injuries are pretty, you know, mental more than anything, mm-hmm. um, depending on what the injury is. So it was, uh, it, it was something that I needed to hear to say, okay, you know what, let me get focused. Let me do what I have to do, um, you know, in a safe manner to, to get back out there and play with my team. Yeah, it shows how tough you are because you played through that pain for the rest of the seasons. I'm sure that meant a lot to your teammates. Yeah, I mean, I, um, yeah, I just, you know, it was a sisterhood, and, you know, it was my last year, and, you know, for my teammates and my coaches, you know, I wanted to be there and be out there and, and contribute any way I could, and, and, you know, me being a captain that year, especially, even if I wasn't a captain, to be honest with you, I would have, I would have been out there, um, you know, for my team, and, um, you know, that's what a family does for each other, and, you know, um, yeah, I, I was, uh, I was, I was happy to be back out there and thankful that, you know, my career wasn't over, you know, mm-hmm. I was, I was thankful for that. Notre Dame fans are thankful for that as well, because let's get to what has to be one of the best moments of your career, senior night against UConn. I imagine you remember that game well. Yeah, no, it was a great game, actually. It was on, it was on TV about a month or two ago, and Coach texted me. I, was, I, was, I mean, I'm like, Coach, I have a job. You know, I have to work during the day. But, uh, yeah, I have it on. You know, I'll turn it on. You know, she told me the game was on, and She's texting me during the plays and everything, and I'm like, yeah, God, so she's so she's great, but uh, but yeah, yeah, great game. Couldn't ask for a better senior night. So uh, yeah, that was phenomenal, phenomenal game. 
Yeah, and, and you're being pretty humble. You're not saying what I'm about to say. For you, you stepped up. Kayla McBride fouled out, so you're in. You hit a jumper that tied the game with 44 seconds left in the second overtime to send it to the third overtime. And then you hit the first points of that third overtime. I, I don't know if it was foul shots or you hit another two, but I mean, you're a big reason why Notre Dame won that game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we all, we all are a big reason because it, uh, it definitely takes, um, it takes a team effort. You know, it takes everybody. It takes, you know, my teammates having confidence in me, my coaches having confidence in me. Um, it takes, you know, that game like that, it takes every play. Um, you know, everybody gave it their all. I know K-Mac, um, you know, she was one of the, you know, our, our best scorers. I know I wanted her out there too, you know. Um, so it was, uh, no, nah, it, was, it was great. It was a phenomenal um, experience, you know, for Skylar and I to have our last home game um, against such a rivalry like that. And um, uh, it was pretty emotional, honestly. And it was literally the longest game I've ever played in my career. <laughs> um, so it was uh, definitely uh, a night that I, I would never forget, that's for sure. Yeah, you shouldn't because it was an awesome night. Notre Dame would also go on to beat UConn about a week later in the Big East tournament. How meaningful was that to win the last Big East tournament before the conference realignment and Notre Dame would go into the ACC? Was that Natalie Novosel's, uh Or no, Natalie was gone. I think that was Skyler. Skyler. Somebody hit a No, you got it right. You just have the wrong Natalie. Natalie? Skyler Diggins um, stole the ball, had a fast break, got it to Natalie, uh, Natalie Achanwa. And for, like, yeah, a two, almost at the buzzer. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, – that game was – I remember it was down to the wire. I couldn't remember. I think Natalie actually – there was a different UConn game where Natalie – I think it was a year prior. Obviously, Natalie had already graduated. Yeah, in but 2012. Hit, like, a reverse layup or something mm-hmm. or, like, under the basket or something. Yeah, it was, yeah, nuts. But, yeah, Natalie Atanwa, uh, from the you know, from the assist from Sky. I remember that game was super intense. Um, you know, it, it was a home game for them. Obviously, the, you know, the biggest tournament was a home game for them. So oh, it was, uh, it was, it was sweet to, uh, you know, get that win as well and, uh, and send us on our way to the tournament. Another time you step up is in the Elite Eight against a great Duke team. Trisha Listen was on it. Skylar Diggins had some foul trouble in that first half, and you stepped in as the point guard. Notre Dame ultimately gets to the third straight Final Four. Kudos to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yo, God, it was all me. Uh, yeah, um, no, great game as well. Uh, you know, that was a, a tough, a tough tournament. You know, every tournament's tough. Like I said, everyone wants to give us our best game. You know, down to the, the first round, all the way up to the final four. You know, everyone wanted to give us their best game, and um, you know, like I said, I was, I was uh, privileged enough to to be able to practice um, uh, against literally Olympic gold medalists and WNBA all stars and. You know, so I'm, I felt as prepared as anybody, um, you know, going out and playing against an opponent because I felt like, you know, we had the best guards, best post player, best coaches in the country. So me playing against, you know, a different team and having to step in, you know, as a sixth, seventh man off the bench, uh, you know, was, 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 was seamless for me, you know, playing against that competition every day um, and, and, you know, playing with, you know, such an elite coaching staff like that that expects greatness out of you and, and, and guides you to the greatness. Um, yeah, it was, uh, again, another team effort. Um, you know, we fought hard and we knew where we wanted to be and what the ultimate goal was for sure. I think that game just shows how important the 2009 recruiting class was for Notre Dame. Not just one player, oh, nine. the entire class. Oh, nine, baby. Oh, nine. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so you get to the third straight Final Four, the Simon New Orleans. 
you face UConn, and it's a tough situation, right? Because you've beaten them three times that year, and it's hard to beat a good team four times. I mean, the same thing happened to you guys in 2011. UConn had beaten you three times. You weren't going to lose that fourth time. Yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, great point about you, Bridget. Yeah, it, it is tough. You know, it's very tough. Uh, you know, we definitely thought we were more than capable of winning that game and winning that championship that year as well. Um, from what I remember, UConn came out with a lot of energy, uh, we didn't we didn't match that energy off the bat, so we kind of you know um, we kind of had our tail between our legs a, a little bit in the beginning. Um, you know we we just for whatever reason couldn't match that energy at the time. Um, you know they, it was very it was a very physical game, and you can just tell. I mean you know we obviously wanted to win that game um, and had you know um, was very we're very focused and very thought we were very capable of winning that game and, and still do. Um, but they you know they they came out they came out. Very strong, very, uh, like I said, very physical. Um, they had a, a bit of extra energy. And, um, and like you said, I can understand that when, you know, we've, we've beaten them all year and, you know, and vice versa from us a few years ago during the, you know, when we beat them in Indianapolis. It's like, you know, you've, be, you've gotten beat by this team three times this year. You're not, whatever happens, you're not losing this game. You're going to do whatever yeah. it takes to lose this game. So uh, definitely, you know, looking back, definitely felt a little bit of that intensity from them. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, we, we weren't able to pull out that game. Yeah, that was, a, that was a real bummer. But overall, Kayla, terrific career that I hope you're really proud of because you should be. Yeah, no, I have zero, zero regrets. Um, I'm thankful for, um, you know, for my teammates and thankful for to have the mentorship of, you know, Neil Ivey and, and Carol Owens and Coach McGraw. It was just, you know, I, um, it, it's funny, you know, people, you know, sports are, you know, sometimes I feel like sports fans have a bit of a blinders on. Uh, especially when it comes to college sports, like they don't realize that these are kids coming into living on a college campus for their first time, living on their own, you know, having to balance, you know, personal life, um, school, um, obviously getting better every day in the gym, outside of practice, then practice, and then study. Like everything that encompasses, you know, a young 18-year-old, you know, really trying to figure out who they are as a woman or a man, um, I think goes a little bit, you know, goes on actually a lot un- un- unnoticed. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, people don't realize, you know, what people go through during those four years of college um, just with maturing as an adult. Um, and I think that's what sets another thing. You know, there's so many things, honestly, that set Notre Dame apart um, from other schools. But, I, you know, Coach McGraw just really understood us as women, or, you know, and, and really wanted us to, to grow as women as well. Um, you know, obviously wanted us to grow as basketball players and all that, but she just really cares. The entire mm-hmm. coaching staff cares. Um, and I think that's going to just continue with Neil being there as, as the head coach. And, you know, I'm super proud of her. And that brings tears to my eyes as well to see the success of her and Jaden as well. You know, he's like mm-hmm. a, a little brother. Um, so it's, um, it's, it's, it's really, really good to see. And, again, it just shows that family um, of Notre Dame. You know, Coach stepping down and, and giving – you know, passing the torch to Neil is, is really special for a lot of reasons. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that. First off, were you in the Zoom call before the announcement was made? I know a couple of the alumni I jumped was. on that. Yeah, I was, and I was late to it. It was just crazy. So I had a conference call for work, and <laughs> you know, Dev texted me and goes, "Hey, you know, we have a team, whatever." I can't remember what she said. She's like, "Hey, we have a, uh, you know, we're, we're jumping on a Zoom call." to talk about some stuff or something like that. I, whatever she said made me feel like it was something about her, that she was doing new media, like she was launching something that, you know, she wanted to tell us about or something. And Wait, you were like, oh, okay, I can be late to this. 
No, no, no. I, was say, I, I didn't know Coach Bergar would be on the call. So I'm thinking it's just us, you know, uh, me and, you know, the rest of my teammates, you know. It's like, whatever, you know. I'll, you know, I say, hey, I'm running a little bit late, you know, whatever. I texted her that. And um, so I pumped on a little bit late where Coach had already made the announcement. So <laughs> I can't remember who was talking. It may have been for Erica Miller. Or like, somebody was talking. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What is happening right now? They were talking <laughs> as if Coach was like, Gone. They're moving on. And I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What just happened 10 minutes ago? You know? So, um, yeah, it was a shock to me to hear that, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, I have so much respect for Coach, even more so for her making that decision uh, for herself, you know, and, and her family and just, you know, doing what makes her happy. And she's, she's doing so much outside of basketball in South Bend. And I know that'll, that'll translate, you know, to even bigger and, um, yeah, and then, then just to hear that it was Miel was just like, it just uh, reaffirmed every reason that I love Notre Dame and went to Notre Dame and, and have an extension, extended family in them. Um, it just speaks volumes to the type, of, the type of family that Notre Dame women's basketball is. Yeah, I mean, you were, you, you've mentioned this, you were coached specifically by Neil Ivey. You were coached as a guard, specifically a point guard. I mean, you played both, which is awesome. You were both a point and a shooting guard. But point being, you've had a lot of experience with Neil Ivey. Tell me how you think she's going to do as head coach. I don't think she'll miss me, honestly. You know, I think, uh, as I said, you know, I think the Notre Dame, uh, you know, uh, program will just continue to evolve. Um, I think she'll bring, um, you know, a, a lot of just a, a, just a different perspective on things. Um, I think she'll take, you know, a lot of the, the wisdom that coaches pass and a lot of the, you know, I, I don't think the uh, the morals and the work ethic and the things that Notre Dame really is, is stands for, I think, is instilled in Yale as well. Obviously, as a player and coach, um, so I don't think she'll miss a beat. Um, I think people, you know, I think you know she's a bit younger, obviously, so I think a lot of kids are going to find her really relatable. Um, I think that people are going to want to play for her. Um, you know, she has that passion. She knows the game extremely well. Uh, she's extremely smart. Uh, she now has the experience of, you know, being in the NBA and, you know, sitting down with her and, you know, uh, you know, I, I got dinner with her when she was here uh, when they were playing the Pistons and just, you know, picking her brain about a, a lot of stuff on, on that end. And um, she just brings a – she's going to bring a different type of swag to the Notre Dame team, uh, and I, I'm really excited for her. You know, I'm, I'm really excited to see her cut down nets, you know, hold trophies, have confetti, you know, all in her face and, in her, you know, I'm, I'm excited because I know that's going to happen for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Notre Dame is going to continue to be excellent, continue to get championships, um, you know, continue to be winners. And uh, I don't think that changes at, at all. Yeah, I honestly think Notre Dame is going to be better. And that's no disrespect to Muffin McGraw at all. She's obviously done a tremendous job, but you really nailed it. She's young. Kids are going to want to play for a young woman who's so accomplished, right? She won a national championship as a player. She was a coach for a national championship team. She coached for a while in the NBA. Like, and then Notre Dame is a great academic school. So there's just so many things that are going to be so attractive to going to Notre Dame. I mean, she's already got two top recruits. She got Dara Mabry to, to transfer there. I mean, she's already done amazing things. And the, that game hasn't even happened. I'm so fired up, yeah, you can I tell. Mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, as you should be. You know, I'm, I'm super happy for her. Um, I think, you know, Niel is a big reason why I think a lot of the, the um, a lot of the guard recruits go there. I mean, obviously, Muffin McGraw, see, you know, you don't, we don't, we don't even have to mention that. Like, we know Muffin McGraw is the GOAT. Like, we understand that, you know, mm-hmm. all due respect, you know, to her. 
Um, but um, you know the you know the assistant coaches really work hard to get the recruits um, and bring them you know in and and uh, I think she's a big reason you know to why some of the guards you know committed to Notre Dame. I think CO is a big reason a lot of the post players you know you know commit to Notre Dame. And I think that um, like I said, it's it's it's, it's going to be great to see. It's great to have you know an African American female head coach as well. I think uh, there's just so many so many things um, that that just um, just speak volumes again about the, the type of person Coach McGraw is, um, the type of person that Neil is as well to get this job. Um, so I just think it's um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see. A hundred percent. It also shows how selfless McGraw, Coach McGraw is because she could have had like a few days before the announcement was made that Neil Ivy was coach. It was literally the same day. So most of the focus that should have been on coach McGraw for having this tremendous career goes to the excitement of now having Neil Ivy as coach and just shows like she doesn't need all the hoopla around her. She was looking out for the program. She wouldn't retire unless she knew Neil Ivy would take the job. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler spoiler alert. Yeah. Coach McGraw does not like media attention. That's for sure. Like she's not, (laughs) He's not going to be the person that, you know, uh, you know, runs to the cameras and runs, you know, runs to the spotlight for sure. So I am not, um, I'm not surprised at all that she calculatedly made that decision. And, and uh, no, again, you know, it's, uh, I'm super happy for Neil. I, I'm going to always support Notre Dame. Um, you know, they, they've, uh, you know, awarded me with experiences that I'll never forget, awarded me with friends and family that I'll never, you know, I'll always be there for, um, you know, no matter if I played with them or not, you know, I think um, that, that just, that, that's just across the board, you know, whether, you know, uh, if you're Lindsey Schrader or, you know, people, you know, before Lindsey or, or Enrique or Marina or Brianna, Bri- whoever it is, you know, they can, they can call any alumni for anything mm-hmm. um, and, and we'll, we'll be there. That's the type of family we have. So I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm excited to, uh, for Coquise coming on board, you know, yeah. uh, you know coming back. And it's just an exciting time for Notre Dame, you know. It's, it's young, it's energy, it's, it's you know, it's, 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 uh, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Absolutely. I'm pumped. I mean, when I saw the tweet that Coach McGraw had retired, I was, like, very upset because at the time I'm thinking, no, Neil Ivey's in the NBA. She's not going to be the coach. And then, like, two <laughs> minutes later, it was like, oh, welcome, head coach Neil Ivey. And I was fired <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely, and, and and don't uh don't get it twisted at all. Coach McGraw will be in attendance probably for some practices too. I will, I wouldn't be surprised, but she will definitely be. Uh, I'm just excited to see what her seat is going to be. Um, you know, at Purcell at the Purcell Pavilion, I'm, I'm excited to see what that what that seat's going to be. Oh yeah, she'll be at all the games. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Her and Matt, her and Matt together. Oh yes, in his uh, leprechaun hat. <laughs> for sure. Leprechaun had green socks, all of it, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, my favorite Coach McGraw quote about, you know, when she was doing the press rounds, she said that she has set the bar so low for Neil Ivey because 2020 was such a disaster season. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> She's awesome. She's awesome. She's awesome. <laughs> oh, man, I'm excited. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm proud of that team, too. You know, I'm, I'm really proud of those girls because, um, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of uh, critics. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they, they, you know, when I when we first started playing, I was the last teammate to get Twitter. Twitter, 
you know, was popular, but I think it's even it's even more so just expanded, you know, so people just feel like they can say anything on there. So I'm sure the girls were getting a lot of, you know, smack talk, a lot of critics. I'm sure there were a lot of teams that never beat Notre Dame that finally got to beat them that year and just, you know, rubbed it in or whatever. So I'm just really, uh, you know, really proud of that team, you know, for, for finishing that season the way it did and playing hard. And, you know, that, that takes a lot. People don't talk about that enough. That That takes a lot to – Go from a championship team to a completely rebuild year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot. You, yeah. you, you look at your whole starting five went to the league and were top ten to pick. So um, it, it's just uh, it just speaks volumes to to uh, you know to, to the culture at Notre Dame and the type of players you know strong players strong strong women, uh, which is something that that Coach McGraw instilled in us. So um, I was proud of that team as well, and uh, and uh, I'm excited for Neil. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah, they played hard. And the only person that had real meaningful minutes that was back was Abby Prohaska. And unfortunately, she had to redshirt the year it's due to... Great, yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah. no, I mean, young team, they got a lot of experience. They hit their lumps and they can only get better. Yeah, I, I tell you what, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be sorry that they were talking shit that year. Excuse my language. <laughs> no, that's uh, fine. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Because we had one, you know, rebuilding year where, you know, we had to give, you know, you know, people had um, people were in, in situations that they had never been in before and had to, you know, really try to figure it out on the fly. And, you know, Notre Dame has a target on their back. As I said, you know, that hasn't changed. People want to beat us. Every team is going to give them, you know, their best. So, um, you know, those girls are going to get a lot better from the experience that they, they got that year. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's up from here. So I'm excited. Me too. Me too. If you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Kayla, what else have you been up to since graduating from Notre Dame in 2013? Besides, obviously, following so I, Notre Dame. Yeah, <laughs> yes, obviously, always following, always always supporting the family. But, um, yeah, so I went on to work for E&J Gallo Winery right after college. Um, so I've been working for them ever since. Ooh, um, send me great, some free wine. They, yeah, great wine, great company, uh, number one winery in, in the world, largest winery in the world. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a great experience. They recruit heavily out of Notre Dame. Um, so there's definitely some other alumni that are, that are on payroll as well. So, um, it's been a great experience. You know, I've been, I've been lucky during this quarantine as well. You know, our company is, um, um, you know, um, it's doing well and, you know, I'm able to work from home and still, you know, have my full-time position and everything. So I'm very thankful for the position that I'm in and, um, yeah, so just working, you know, uh, moving a little bit due to work. Um, you know, so like I said, I live downtown Detroit now, but, um, but yeah, you know, just, uh, spending a lot of time with my family, a lot of time with my nephews and, um, you know, and, and yeah, just like I said, trying to make it through this crazy year. That's for sure. That's awesome. Hey, I'm, I like Pinot Grigio. <laughs> just letting you know. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. You got to tell me this though. You said that Jaden Ivey is like a little brother to you. How did Mike Bray miss out on that? Uh, that's a Mike Gray question. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know, but uh, but yeah, really proud of Jaden. Um, he's worked so hard, you know, to get to where he is, and he's always been, you know, it, it's just great to see him because he just reminded me of myself. As I said, you know, you know, my dad, you know, was a coach, and you know, obviously Neil um, being Jaden's mom, and Jaden was always in the gym, always had a ball in his hand, you know, always that was that annoying little kid that wanted to play you in horse and pig and like. <laughs> Um, and so it, it, there's no surprise, you know, I try to, uh, every year I've caught Jaden play at least once, you know, in high school, it's been, it's been tougher for me not living in Indiana, you know, making that trip. I try to, uh, line up, 
the women's basketball game with Jaden's game. So I'm, I'm able to see him at least once a year, and he's just progressively gotten better. And I mean, I saw him, I saw him last year. I couldn't believe like how much. I mean, let me not say I couldn't believe, because I definitely believed it. But I was just so proud of him. Like he was mm-hmm. just. It was just effortless for him, you know, and, you know, against the competition that night. And uh, just really excited for him. I mean, he's going to be one hell of a player. He has, you know, the, all the potential in the world. He has such a strong, you know, um, uh, strong support system, you know, in his Notre Dame family and obviously his, his own, you know, personal family, you know, his blood family. Um, so I'm just really excited for him. He's working for, I'm sorry, playing for a great coach, great coaching staff. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for him. He's going to do really big things. Yeah, I can't wait to watch him at Purdue next season. Oh, God, yeah, he's going to be awesome. I mean, well, I don't know. We don't know if we're going to be watching him next season or not. We're going to what happens with COVID. But I hope, you know, whatever happens, you know, I'm hoping everybody's safe. But whenever that time comes, uh, Jayden's going to be a big name uh, in men's basketball. I can tell you that right now. He's already a big name in high school. Uh, but I think he's going to surprise a lot of people um, in, in that Purdue uniform. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Hopefully there's a season. Hopefully fans are allowed, because I told you before we started recording, I've always wanted to go to Niel Ivey's first game as head coach, and now COVID has, might, have, might have taken this from me. Yeah, I don't know. I actually called her the other day, and I'm like, you know, are you guys accepting visitors on campus? They're actually not right now accepting visitors on campus, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but, um, you know, I'm hoping, you know, what, what, regardless of what happens, I'll be there uh, you know, in some capacity to support her, um, you know, if, I, if I'm able to. That's awesome. Kayla, I've had a blast talking with you. I like to end the podcast with a couple of fun questions. How, how does that sound to you? That sounds great. It's been great talking to you so far too, Bridget. Right, this but whole yeah, thing let's, let's has been fun. fun. Let's, let's get to the fun, let's get to the, the other fun questions. The other fun stuff, yes. What TV show are you currently binge watching? Oh, gosh, you know what's funny? Uh, I'm, I'm rewatching this and I should, you know, I should be, I, sh- I should be watching something that I've never seen, but right now at this moment, I'm rewatching Dexter. I love that show. Mm. Um, actually Skyler and I used to watch it on the road. I can't remember what year that was, <laughs> uh, but we, we used to watch it on the road and got really addicted to it and ended up just loving the show. But yeah, I'm rewatching Dexter. Um, it's a great show. Nice. Isn't the finale a bummer? I've heard it doesn't end great. It is. It is a bummer. It's like one of the worst, it's almost like. I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of the Game, Game of Thrones finale either. I thought mm. they, you know, I thought you know, the way they closed some characters down, I thought it was kind of weird. But, yeah, it is a, a very, one of the most disappointing, actually, season finales I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're not making me want to watch Dexter by this. <laughs> no, but the show is fantastic. Just don't watch the last episode. But the All show right. is great, honestly. There's like, I think it's like seven seasons or something. It's a pretty long series, so it's great. All right, all right, good to know. <laughs> What is a hidden talent that you have? <laughs> a hidden talent? That's funny. I don't think I have a hidden talent. All my talents are out here. <laughs> out in the open. Um, a hidden talent? I don't or know, just a, I don't know. Or I don't just know a talent that Notre Dame fans might not know about you. Wow. Gosh, maybe I'm just super boring. Let me see. A talent <laughs> that they would not know about me? <laughs> I don't know. I got, I really, that's a tough one. I really don't know what they would know. I feel like they know every. They know too much, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't think I can answer that one. All right. I'll give you a different one. <laughs> Disappointing. No, I'm kidding. 
What's your favorite vacation spot? My favorite vacation spot is going to be super, super lame, and you're going to be like, that's not a vacation. But I really, really enjoy being in my hometown now. Um, it's so funny that, uh, you know, I never – I mean, I wanted to – actually, I did want to come home in college because we, we could only come home for certain holidays. But um, after school, you know, it, it was just really good to be able to be home uh, for the summer um, longer than, you know, a month and, and you know, really watching my nephews grow up. And, like, like I said, I've, I've moved around from my job, so I haven't been back home in, in like, you know, about four years, I believe. Uh, so I love going back home, and it, it actually feels like a vacation to me. I really unplug and just, you know, spend time outside and, and, and doing activities with my nephews. And so I'm a, I'm a big family person, so um, it's, it's weird, but going home uh, has been – my, my vacation spot lately. Okay, I accept that answer because I live super close to where my parents live, but uh, as I told you earlier, one of my brothers lives out in Illinois, and when he comes home, he treats it as a vacation. He hogs the TV room, he's eating all the food, like, so I accept that. He really unplugs and <laughs> gets that yeah, vacation mindset. Here, with COVID and quarantine, the, I hadn't seen my family since Christmas, and then I just saw them on July 4th, so it was like I hadn't seen no one other than like the Zoom calls and everything. So, um, yeah, so it's uh, going home is definitely a, a great vacation for me right now. Nice, nice. All right, last question. If you could have dinner with one person, living or dead, who would it be? Ooh, there are so many people. Living or dead, who would it be? Oh, there is a way. I'm going to get judged for this one. There's so many people. You can I name a few. Of. There's so many people um, that I can think of. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge Jay-Z fan. So I would love to sit down with Jay-Z. Nice. And pick his brand about some things. Um, I would love to sit down with Phil Jackson. Um, and then... I'm gonna go with those two for now. Okay. I can't think. Of, I can't think of. I can't think of anybody else. That's a tough. That's a really good question. That's a good podcast question. I like it. Thank you. Isn't uh, Isn't <laughs> your girl Skylar? Doesn't she? She's represented by Jay Z's company, right? She is. Yeah, she is signed by Rock Nation, and and uh, yeah, she uh, signed by Puma. Got a Puma deal as well. Yeah. She's Maybe she can set that up for you. Yeah. She's great. I'm sorry. Maybe she can set that dinner up for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She has a lot to focus on right now. I don't know. You know she has to win it. She has trying to win a WNBA championship right now. So she has a lot on her plate. Yeah, true. Well, my <laughs> answer would be Neil Ivy. So you should set that up for us. <laughs> oh, God. I see what you did there, Bridget. You're good. Right? I like it. On Neil, too, because she's got that Kevin and Karen Keys money. oh man kayla i have had a blast thank you so much for being on the podcast yeah no bridget thank you for asking me i really appreciate it uh yeah it's it's been great um it's been great hearing you know what a big notre dame fan you are and um um, yeah i'm happy we got this this chance to to get to know each other and, and, and chat of course yeah i will see you at one of neil ivy's games 1,000%. 1,000%. Please, please come up to me and uh, we'll, we'll chat for sure. Oh, of course. I'll let you buy me a beer. <laughs> for sure. I'll buy a glass of wine. Buy a glass of wine, but yeah. Okay, uh, that works too. <laughs> I don't turn down any form of alcohol. <laughs> awesome. Well, you enjoy the rest of your week, Bridget. You too.
All right, everyone. That was my chat with Kayla Turner. I hope you enjoyed it. What a great personality. It's really cool to hear all about her great career at Notre Dame and what she's up to today. I'll be back soon to speak with another outstanding athlete.